waiting room. Thank you for waiting. As we get to the top of the hour here, I'm going to, I've got to do all my little administrative things like record it because <laughs> a lot of people want to watch the uh, replay like me. I can't wait to watch the, the replay and we haven't even started yet. So I think we will get some more people joining here. So I'm going to have a little soft intro here. Okay. Thank you for joining everybody. I'm so excited that you're all here. Welcome to the meditation conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and we're live streaming this webinar with special guest, Isabella Green. This is live streaming on the Conscious Awakening Network. Uh, please go to consciousawakeningnetwork.org and you can see all of the hosts, all of the programs, the channels. I've got a lot of episodes out there. Um, they've got a lot of live streams that go on all week long. We're, we're live streaming also on that network, um, on Roku, on Facebook and YouTube and so on. So thank you to everybody who is here today. If you're here on the zoom, uh, there will be opportunities to ask questions. So we'll do a little intro and we will, um, just get a little background and then have your questions ready. We'll get to as many as we can. You're welcome to come on screen and, and ask those yourself. So as we get started here, I want to welcome Isabella Green. Isabella is a metaphysical specialist, spiritual healer, and author in service to the evolution of consciousness and the ascension of humanity. She helps people to clear the paths into embodiment of their higher essence on earth her book, Leaving the Trap, How to Exit the Reincarnation Cycle, offers practical guidance and vivid short stories from beyond the veil, exploring questions such as what happens after death? Is reincarnation entrapment awaiting you? How do we prepare for final departure? And is departure really final? So welcome, Isabella. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Kara. Thank you for hosting in this format where people are able to ask questions. Hopefully we'll get to that part too today. Am I muted? No. Nope. You're good. Um, very nice. Um, because I've done a gazillion interviews by now and they, they're usually re pre-recorded and then released like a few months later, but having an opportunity to really have people who want to ask questions, that is very rare. So thank you very much for this idea. Thank you for bringing me on. I appreciate it. Well, I'm so excited and I can't wait to hear what people want to ask. Uh, let's Let's get warmed up by just talking about your, I want to say your awakening story, but it feels more like a reawakening um, in a certain way. But you have a fascinating journey that you talk about in Leaving the Trap where, you know, you were, I resonate so much with it because you were in the, the corporate cycle, um, but you had this kind of early like even astral sparring and and like really fascinating stories like that. And then kind of made a, a distinct choice to turn it off, join corporate America, and then had that reawakening. So can you take us through that a little bit? Well, I think you just did, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit more detail than what I gave. <laughs> All right. Well, I was born with abilities, and I remember that my family was always telling me to not talk about, don't talk about it. And when I was seeing things moving around uh, our apartment, uh, everyone was was telling me like, "Oh, you're just you're just imagining things. Don't talk about it." And um, then. Um, I started growing up and, and I learned that I'm not supposed to mention things and I'm not supposed to have abilities that this is kind of like not normal or whatever. Um, then I, when I started choosing a career or when I had to kind of fight for survival, then um, I made a distinct choice to shut down all these abilities because they were interfering with um you know going to work nine to five and all that but before that happened i had a group of friends when i was about starting from 17 till about 21 i had or 24 i had a group of friends where 
we were remote viewing each other and we were also projecting and we were discussing all kinds of things. And as a matter of fact, we were discussing the Tao. Um, the, there was a person there, like a shaman, who was answering our questions. He, he never taught anything. He would just throw a question like, do you know what the, what the aura is? I'm like, no, no, what is it? No, just go find out. Okay, so that was his style, and he was quoting what I re later realized was the Tao, the book Tao Te Ching, and and um, one day walking down the street, I found that book just laying face down um, in the dirt, and I picked it up, and I didn't even know what it was. It was like, oh, the book should not be in the dirt, so I found that oh right God. on the street, and I've had it since, and I've been reading it for like 30 years, and the more I expand into awareness, uh, the more I know what, what um, Lao Tzu was talking about <laughs> in that book, so that's a little uh, different direction of, of the story that you already told. Um, and then I came to Sedona and I, I just started doing the nighttime meditations and I started doing the Kundalini awakening breath work and everything just expanded from that. My abilities came back online um, and now I have a whole toolbox of different abilities uh, that I use for my everyday, um, for, for, for work, for doing sessions for people. That's, it's so fascinating. And I know there was like 20 years in there of being in New York city, yeah. um, and, and being like really, you know, in the muck. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. For sure. My all the way, my, my all the way. And I most definitely um, experienced every little thing that comes with it, uh, from uh, traumas to addictions to um, certain behavior to, God, you name it, uh, pretty much collected enough data. So now when I work with people, there isn't any story that freaks me out or people tell me oh you're not gonna believe my story yeah i am gonna believe your story because chances <laughs> are i either lived, I lived it, it. <laughs> or i already or i've already heard it so yeah. yeah well so i do want to talk about this astral sparring which i know is just a small part of your story but it's i don't hear people talk about this but i know somebody <laughs> who's been having experiences like this like right now oh cool where she astral projects and then has you know very lucid experiences in the astral and comes back with scratches oh, and there you go. um and things like that but i don't hear about this a lot and because you do have experience with it um i'd love to get into that and then we can talk about your uh, first near death experience to kind of set the stage of where that shift kind of happened for you well now the the shift did not happen during the near death experience i'm oh, one okay. of the i'm one of the few people who was not impressed by the my near death experience <laughs> I was actually really annoyed that whatever being greeted me, sent me back, where regardless of the fact that I was begging to stay there and I didn't want to go back and I was so miserable. And when I came back, I felt really duped. And, and just um, shortly afterwards, I went right back to the same lifestyle that almost killed me because it was not uh, something that... I was so impressed with maybe because I already astral projected um, for a number of years previously. So um, from about 17 to 24 um, and the early stages when I was doing the astral sparring, <laughs> uh, that was when that person who kind of was like a, my first teacher, the shaman, um, we we were discussing getting out of body, getting out of body, but in a way that you also project. When you also project, you literally just like step out of your physical form very slowly. You lay down and you relax really deeply, and you just push your astral body out. And then you're in the plane that is surrounded by the membrane that holds us all in um, around Earth plane. And within that plane, a lot of stuff happens that is quite similar to what we have here on Earth. 
except you can see all of the non-physical life there. Here in the physical body, we have the blinds on, we have the filters, so we don't really see uh, the all of the life and stuff. And when I first couple of times I asked or projected, um, and I would fly over the cemeteries and I would have all of kinds, all kinds of beings and what we call demonic beings, and they're just like after you and, and they just want to mess with you. Um, and when I came back, I was sharing that with that shaman. He was like, Well, you need to train, you need to train in um, the uh, combat. So he paired me up with a, another person. And at that time too, because when in the astral in the astral plane, you can really take just any any form, and it's also practiced in the um, shamanic traditions, right? Like association with the animal spirit, right? You can take an animal form, like an animal spirit form, when you are in the astral. So in the astral, I was taking the animal spirit form of a wolf, female wolf, and the other one was taking um a spirit of like a big cat like a bob like larger than the bobcat uh kind of like mountain lion type of thing so um and we like that shaman was um guiding us how he would he would guide us how to do that um and then we will get in, out of body into the astral plane and then we will spar kind of like in the matrix you know uh the what they're showing right in the matrix movie the movie the matrix where the bodies are laying down and right. you and you have uh them training in in the non-physical space right so um the funny or the interesting part was that um i remember distinctly that freaked me out i i came back and I had blood underneath my nails and I had cat fur, like, like as if you, you pulled out a, a patch of fur with skin and it was right in front of me in the physical right there <laughs> when I came back into my body and the other person had scratches um, on their body. So we, whatever happens in the astral can affect uh, the physical experience right here. And also there are mazes, like some some um, shamans, especially those who like do ayahuasca ceremonies or whatever, um, they are told do not go into any mazes, do not take any. And that's what, what the shaman was training me, was saying the same thing. Uh, just know where you're going stay within that path there'll be like little windy tunnels uh pulling you in or also if you are in ayahuasca state don't i've never done ayahuasca but uh, someone told me that uh do not look in the mirror because it's going to pull you into as uh, the um astral dimension where a shaman has to go get you otherwise mm -hmm. There were a few instances when um, some of my friends will go and then get locked in the astral mazes and they could not get out and the shaman had to go get them. But they, in the physical, they looked like they departed. They were just, they were just like zombified. It's a really, it's a really um, wild experience to observe. So if you are astral projecting, I have a video on my YouTube channel, um, safety tips on um, astral travel so go ahead and um, research or, or check out that video but the idea that we want to focus on in this conversation is going past the astral plane we don't want to bounce around the astral plane because the astral plane is what, whole, is what holds the reincarnation cycle within itself. Why don't you tell that story about the, um, the dome with the eyes? Yes. So before we, before everybody joined, I was sharing um, in my own experiences at night, um, which are, you know, not all the time, but sometimes um, 
I was trying to explain because in your book, you talk about the lower astral, the upper astral and the uh, quantum. And I'm, yeah. I was trying, I, I have experiences, but I don't know the labels of what they would be. And one I of just them labeled them that kind of based on what I experienced. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I was curious about your, your uh, interpretation, but one of the places I described was like, a, I described like the shape of it. It's like being inside, but the shape of like a bullet, you know, where it's really skinny and then, but rounded at the top, like a, a skinny dome. And then there are repeating patterns. And one of them that I've seen is like um, eyes, but it's like this pattern. And then there are eyes inside each pattern, just repeating all the way around. So, so say what, what you thought that was or, well, um, so when Kara shared that before, um, before we started, I said, hey, you're looking at what's holding us in. You're looking at the observers, the eyes, mm -hmm. and you're looking at uh, the uh, membrane because the astral plane around Earth uh, has a membrane. So if you try to go out of body through astral projecting you are eventually going to hit that membrane and you're watched <laughs> the whole time too and then make sure you don't wander too too far out because then you're going to start getting this kind of interference um either beings coming up to you and like oh you don't belong here or where are you going or get back to the body or or just uh, straightforward in the lower astral trying to bully you back into the body so that you get scared and you jump back in so the whatever spirits that run that system they're not interested in you exploring that dimension and finding out what's going on but the beginning of the astral projection is when you step outside and you look at your body laying down. You can see that right there. Um, another good story Dr. Joe Dispenza um, used to tell in his workshops where he was astral projecting and he saw a spirit of uh, a rat or something like some rodent. And in um, the astral form... He went to touch it and it bit him on the finger and he flicked it. And in the astral, uh, it looked like he killed it because he flicked it so hard. Well, when he, he, he came back into the body, next morning he looked, he had a bite on the finger and he had uh, a dead rodent in his, uh, on his porch or somewhere. There. Oh <laughs> my gosh. It. So, so, <laughs> um, you know, the stuff is real. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. And I know I've had other times where I have been like in space. And so I wonder from like, because from our like linear, how we understand space and time, it would seem as though if you are in space and you're seeing stars around you and so forth, that you've yeah. penetrated outside of earth. But then of course, everything is within too. So in some ways, things are illusion, illusionary. I think there's a better way to say that, but sure. Yes. <laughs> this is, no, this is a good, um, Catherine is not muted. Catherine, go ahead and mute yourself. You I think she was helping me with how to say okay. it. Um, <laughs> so this is a good segue. It's taking my picture off. Here I can oh. mute. I can meet okay. you. Thank you. So there's, this is a great segue to the concept that I, um, let's just say, not entirely agree with that other uh, people talking about reincarnation cycle present. Um, I heard recently that uh, they just lump some the entire reality into the matrix they like everything universes the void uh, the planets uh, the being everything everything the entire existence is the matrix i completely disagree with that because from what i saw in my visions yes the universes 
have and each planet has a reincarnation cycles and uh, universes have reincarnation cycles but also on dimensions from zero let's just say the lower below fifth dimension because they're like bubbles it's it's the levels of consciousness that wants or operates on the level of taking and using their subjects and the higher dimensions of the same planets and the same universes do not operate on that level so only the parts of the universes if you wish all right um that operate on this level of consciousness and we call it dimensions we call it um well below third density i don't even know below third dimension i'm not really familiar with but um that's plant and animal spirits but then the second uh, or the third dimension and all the way to like 4.9 d and i can strongly argue that because because of um the vision that I had, how it's got the dome, like the entirety of everything included in the reincarnation cycle. Each planet has its own. Earth has its own, but it's a part of the system that I think um, others are calling the matrix. Only on that level of consciousness and above that and beyond that reincarnation cycle does not exist and i don't think that the matrix is, exists either because the purpose the very purpose why the matrix was set up was to use their subjects that's the whole concept that's the whole idea and that idea only exists within the certain levels of consciousness within certain dimensions we as earth plane uh, unfortunately within that within that um category right here at least um as far as as far as what we know you know what we're presented okay so you would so from your perspective then it's like once you do start experiencing space for example then you you have stepped outside of that or i'm not suggesting that um no or... i'm not suggesting that i'm i'm i don't know um if there is a simulation of space oh, present yeah. within the astral plane because yeah. I know that there is a simulation of everything present right. within the astral plane, like yeah. the white light beam, the white light thing. That's mm -hmm. a simulation of the true light. Okay. The simulation of the true light that that is a part of existence, that is a part of creation, that... Um, sometimes i don't know if you see if you see that in your visions like uh, if i if i am in um the state of samadhi that's complete blackness it's, it's a space of everything and nothing and you are a part of all of that but if from that space you want to see yourself as a human i was curious about that like so the visual is like a little beam of light going into this reality. And from this reality, people, um, in meditation recently, um, uh, the, the, the girl who was leading that, she was saying, see where you're coming from. And I was seeing that beam going back straight into that space of omnipresence that I call the void, by the way. Um, so that's the true light but what we see as a simulation um, at the moment when we come out of the body and there is this beam of light and we think that we need to go into that um that's like a vacuum that takes you straight into as uh, the um afterlife dimension straight into the life review straight into facing the handlers straight into the next level of reincarnation cycle spits you out into the astral plane and that's a simulation of the light that the soul gravitates to because the soul remembers that you that that's a part of creation so <laughs> that's another thing and i also don't appreciate or don't agree with uh um those who are saying that the void is a part of the matrix because 
it depends, I think, on the definition of the void. The void that I call, or what I call the void in my book is the field, the infinite field, the infinite quantum field, uh, God, if you wish, <laughs> the energy that creates and sustains worlds, the omnipresence. Uh, there are a lot of words for it, but you really don't know it until you have experienced and and. Um, talking about it or trying to put it into terms that does not work right you cannot intellectualize that concept you have to experience that concept that's fascinating i i do want to encourage you're welcome to raise your hand if you do have questions um i would can we get into a little bit about this concept of the trap you have you've referenced it but i'd love to to um dive into that a little bit more about what you have experienced in terms because you've had two life near uh, sorry two near death experiences and then near all life, this, two near life experiences near life right <laughs> that's what i'm having now the near life experience <laughs> yes i'm so glad to be able to witness this part oh, um but and then you also but you have all of this experience of waking up in the middle of the night and it, on purpose to yeah. invoke this kind of journeying and yeah. experiencing the the different realms. So um, please talk about the the reincarnation cycle and what you what you've experienced there in terms of this like simulation and the yeah. the um, the handlers and things like that. All right. Um, no, we don't even have to go to my near death experience. If you hear. It's so popular right now. Everyone is talking about their near-death experiences. Predominantly the same story over and over. It's that a person um, comes out of the body, goes into the white light, and then they are faced with uh, the beings, or one being, or three beings, or or their loved ones, or the ones that look like the saints, or the ones who look like Jesus, the one that, that greeted me looked like Jesus. So and they tell them it's not your time yet. That's the the common st statement. Go back. You have a purpose, or um, just any reason why you need to go back. I was guilt tripped to go back, quite literally, uh, because the being kind of hinted, "Hey, you're, you're wasting your life." Yeah, I know. Feel terrible about it. Well, so go back and do better. Okay, uh, but before that, I was begging. I was literally begging that being, I was like, can I please stay here? Because it feels incredible. During the near-death experience, you dip your toe into just the taste of what it is that you truly are as a soul. That energy of complete freedom, complete omnipresence right complete infinity you only you can experience that while alive you don't have to be a monk you don't have to uh sit in a cave for 30 years i got there in a number of years and so can you i literally got there between 2010 when i started doing the breath work and when i shifted in 2014 to start uh, doing that breath breath work in the middle of the night Shortly after, I had the, the first experience. And since then, these experiences have just been deep, getting deeper and deeper. And especially just recently, I had uh, an experience of what's called Nirvakalpa Samadhi, where I was able to actually completely shut down the body. Been trying to do that since, and it's just not working. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, completely shut down the body. The heartbeat stopped. The breath stopped, and I was gone, wow. gone like for real. No, before that. So in the Yoga Sutras, in the Yoga Sutras, um, Patanjali talks about the part where. Um, at the beginning of you, because there are different levels of samadhi, uh, and, and samadhi is entering that void or entering that space of omnipresence, if you wish, right? But at the beginning, you still have the mental activity. And he lists, I wish I had brought that book. It's a very short book. It's only 10 pages. But he lists the levels of mental activity still happening, even while you're on the first level of samadhi, while uh, you are experiencing 
experiencing yourself as everything and nothing in samadhi. And then you reach the level where all of that is gone. There is no more mental activity, no more yourself. And you're able to move your life force, your soul, your prana out of your physical form. And the physical form literally shuts down. Um, I observed that. I observed how my breath stopped first and then my heart stopped. And then I was just gone. And it wasn't a heart attack or anything like that. It was a deliberate, I deliberately was going for that experience. I've been wanting to be able to, well, and that's a desire. Yeah, don't desire anything, um, including what's in the scriptures. But that was my desire to get to the level when I can control uh, my life force, my prana, my soul, my bo- my soul body connection. Um, if I can achieve that within this lifetime, living in the world and being uh, a part of, of everything, anyone can do it. All you need is just <laughs> perseverance. You really need curiosity and um, you need focused discipline to just do this every day and that's it literally my experiences started within the on the fourth year and the first three years i was doing the the breath work just to get to my uh subconscious conditioning and clean that up and stuff and i'm sure you you're familiar as you mentioned that you do kriya yoga breath work as well mm-hmm yeah, and I I have not uh, done it in the middle of the night, so that really it's it really sparks my curiosity to have that. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh my god, it's so worth it. And at the beginning, I was experiencing beings, and I was experiencing the cosmos or the visual of the space and the planets, and I could just direct myself places until I did get into the field of omnipresence and now that's all i want to do but from that field and that's what i call quantum travel from that field from that state of being you can direct yourself into the worlds of the higher realms and in that way you know for sure that you are not astral projecting into something Mm. all right so because if you are going and right in your in your experiences you're observing beings and realities and planets that might be a part of the simulation you don't know there's nowhere to tell but once you've gone into the field of omnipresence from there because of how that's the fabric of everything and from there, you can have, or you can have, you need to have an intention before you get there. So before you get there, you have an intention um, once you've been in, in, in that space, or it's not space, it's a state of being. Once you've been in that state of being for a while, then you can remember kind of like, whoa, trace of the thought. Oh, I wanted to go to this world. Boom, mm-hmm. you're there instantly. That's why I call it quantum travel. And it didn't go through the astral plane. That's 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 uh, the state of my ignorance at the present moment. That's what I know as of today. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. There's a lot of discernment that and and training, you know, that it seems that mm. um you Yeah, let's no, 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 no. I I very much disagree with the idea that that's a huge task i just recently read that in a post oh it's a huge task you know what do the meditation and the breath work every night that's all that's required the rest is going to unfold on its own yeah i guess it's that like um just the discernment like that that because you wouldn't know if some, if you're in like an astral illusion or if you're in an actual if you're actually in an experience in without the experience i suppose right right exactly that's yeah. why, I, why i always say that experience is the best teacher 
mm-hmm. us sitting here just just using words that doesn't go anywhere far usually you know that like you can intellectualize it like oh the field of omnipresence but once you've once you've been there that's when you really know experience is the only teacher i say that this spiritual truth is very simple simple look at these books look at look at Tao the chain it's like less than 50 pages long there's 78 um verses in that that are this long that's mm-hmm. it and it talks about and it talks about the nature the true essence of reality look at the um, patanjali's yoga sutras he talks about getting into samadhi and the enlightenment that's 10 pages long 10 pages long the volumes of words only send the mind in the loops and blah 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 you know (laughs) that's not required if you if you find in yourself the excitement and the curiosity to really go into these experiences or to 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 just do that practice every day breath work that wakes up the kundalini energy and sit up in the middle of the night to do it and then sit with it after you did the meditation sit with it for a while and when the body wants to lay down continue sitting through it because that's the chemistry in the brain that changed and that's a precursor to your experience very often just Mm -hmm. do it every night You'll be rested, I promise, because that connects you to the energy that wakes, that actually um, charges you up. So don't worry about oh, losing sleep or whatever. Um, that's all that's required. You do that and your experiences will expand and expand. And then you will learn how to have discernment. And then you will learn how to um, get answers from that field. And then also... If you didn't start your out-of-body experience from laying down and relaxing and slowly coming out of your body, turning around, looking at your body, there's my body, and then floating somewhere, then there is a chance that you are not in the astral plane. Because what I just described, slowly coming out and looking at the body and then experiencing stuff, that's astral projection and you're within the bubble of the astral plane. <laughs> you okay. can say you can tell I'm quite passionate about these subjects. That's right. Yes. And we've got some uh great questions here. So yeah, let's go ahead with the question. We'd like to have about 30, what, 20 minutes left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll do our best. So uh, Jade asks mm. if there's an age limit for a person practicing the breath work and, and being successful in activating the Kundalini. Oh my goodness. There's no way there is an age limit. Absolutely not. You have, that is your, what's called prana. That is your life force. You have it. As long as you're alive, you can do this. There's no age limit. Absolutely. First of all, secondary, if you're elderly and if you're not really in good health, that's going to actually rejuvenate you because it, it lights up, it lights up your entire essence. It lights up uh, the, the entire energetic form and your body. It brings it brings the life force into your brain that rejuvenates your brain. It's a fantastic practice, um, and you you pay attention to your spine. You light up the I think they're called the nadas. You will probably know, Kara. You will know the uh, nadis. The term, yeah, the terminology, the yogic terminology. I'm just starting to learn the yogic terminology recently because people started pointing that out to me. I was just doing this practice and not even knowing. So you light up your spine, you light up your brain, you light up the upper sensors, and that's a part of your breath work. And then you go off. You go any age. You don't have to be any particular age for that. I love it. That's a great question too. Okay. So Bija asks uh, about lucid dreaming. Are you still in the astral realm when you're lucid dreaming? Probably. Yeah. Because, uh, because lucid dreaming is 4.5 D as far as I get it, 4.5 D. And that is very linked to, that is very linked to, um, well, that's a part of the astral plane. 
Yeah. Okay. So I would say yes. Um, pretty sure about that. Okay. Thank you. And Grace asks, can we collapse all dimensions from the quantum field? It's not that you collapse all dimensions. It's that you bypass all dimensions <laughs> because quantum field, the quantum field is the space where there are no dimensions. It is, it's everything and nothing, nothing. There's no dimensions there. It's the fabric of everything, the fabric of reality. So collapsing, you're not collapsing anything. You come out into that space and the, that's it. There are no dimensions there. You can go through different levels of consciousness, different, different dimensions, different realities on the way there or from there, like I mentioned earlier. But while you're in the, in the field, there's, there are no dimensions there. And that brings a really oh, meaning. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no dimensions, meaning all of it is in it. Uh, yeah. It's very, it's very, um, it's challenging to explain. In in the Tao, he says, talk about it and, and you will not get it or something. The more you know, the less you understand. So talking about it is really not, um, it's not possible to explain um, in coherent terms. You just need to go and see. Because it's this, it's this contradictory state of being where you are there, but you are not you, where everything is there, but at the same time, it's completely dark and there's nothing there at the same time. So play, yeah. play and find out for yourself. But that's, that's the soul itself. That is the fabric of the soul. This is why I see no sense in the idea that People, when people say that, oh, the, the reincarnation cycle was set up for the evolution of the soul. I don't see that as accurate at all because there is no such thing as an evolution of the soul. Maybe there is an evolution of consciousness. And that's why when we're there, we come back and we don't remember anything because we were just pure soul, let's just say. Right. Or the first time you incarnate into earth plane, where is the karma? The karma comes with action, mind, ego, body doing things based on mentality of the realm that you operate within. And then you go back and you get judged for it and you're sent back to to do more and do more and do more. But the soul within its essence is pure the soul does not collect any of that what we're talking about that field that's the fabric of your soul and so i say go back to the fabric of the soul and well if you want to hang out around earth and participate in the evolution of consciousness like mentality upgrading mentality one life after the next upgrading mentality action ego dealing with all that that's maybe the evolution of consciousness and there is a record of that that the handlers use yes oh you did this this and that but it is in the soul we're not we're not taught or trained to experience or know ourselves as the pure fabric of the soul all of that what you did what you're doing what you're choosing which what kind of action you're taking that is all consciousness mentality brain emotions ego action that whole package but the soul within its fabric, within itself, within its nature, is that pure essence that does not choose, does not make these kind of choices, right? We're judged for the choices that we make in this dimension. And what, what makes the choices? The soul, not the soul. Like I said, that whole package. Consciousness, Almost mind, mentality. temporary aspects yeah. of, right. of life. Yeah. Well, that that's a all, great. That are all linked to us functioning in the physicality that has nothing to do 
with the actual innate essence of the soul. So this is why I disagree when people say, oh, the reincarnation is for the evolution of the soul. The soul does not require evolution. The soul within itself encompasses everything already. So that's that's something I've been chewing on or thinking about and now I'm kind of tuning into the last couple of days. Thank you for right. listening. Thank you all yeah. for listening. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that's the interesting thing too with the ego perspective. We talked a tiny bit about this before we started, but um, because we, it, it's just interesting to think about it from the standpoint of the ego and then transcending um, because if we're real, and I, I doubt anybody who's bothered to join this call is, you know, in a, is really, you know, severely locked in the ego because you are drawn to this type of discussion. But we have a lot of people on this planet who are very driven by the ego and not even connecting with the concept of there being a soul that is behind any of it. So that's an interesting thing if we think about once we die and we are um, being presented with our <laughs> opportunities, do you want to go back? Do you want to get out? Um, no, and you're not kind presented of, with, no, no, right. you're not presented with the, do you want to get out? Right. You're only right. Presented with your, you, like, here is what you did wrong, but what, what did wrong is your operating human system within the human reality, within the construct of this density that we call the matrix, all right? right. That's what did choose these things. That's what uh, responded in this and that way. And that's what we, that's what we're presented with on at the judgment day. Why don't we take a couple of more questions there? Yes, yeah. So I've got, um, I've got one here that says, if, this person, I don't have the name, but um, if I recall correctly, you mentioned in a previous interview that you may have been lured to earth. Do you think the calls for help are real or a trick to get the beings here entrapped in the reincarnation cycle? That's, that's a good question. I honestly don't know because when I was lured and I literally felt that I felt the soul's desire to go and assist the world in in distress i didn't know that there was a possibility that this could have been a simulation or a hoax of some sort so i think that if it is the souls from other dimensions or from higher realms uh, they they're not aware um or Maybe I was in the uh, maybe I was in a part of the simulation already, <laughs> or just in a different planet, a, a little higher uh, than than 3D. So I cannot answer that. I don't know. It is possible. I will just say it is possible. Uh, why don't you meditate on that and ask that question in the field? Maybe you'll get the answer. It. Mm. That's great. Um, they're also asking, are there beings working on dismantling the reincarnation trap? That's something that I heard. And I have no awareness of that. If there are beings. See, that's kind of like waiting for the savior. Mm. And we've been waiting for the savior for 40,000 years. Recently, by the way, recently in, in one of the channelings, uh, Wendy Kennedy was channeling the nine-dimensional dimensional Pleiadian Collective um, on, on Next Level Soul. Some parts I don't, disagree, I don't agree with there, but, but she said, you have been manipulated for 40,000 years. And I'm like, whoa, is that how is that how long the reincarnation cycle has been set up for 40,000 years? Or was it there before? Or like, well, definitely for 40,000 years, right? So um, what was the question? I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh, if there are beings reincarnated. All right. So waiting, we've been waiting for the savior all this time. And we can sit around for another 40,000 years saying, hey, they're going to come and dismantle and we're all free. I say, hey, take take control in your own hands, yeah. and 
give yourself uh, the power of, of getting out energetically getting out as a soul getting out as a life force pulling yourself out of of the whole system and maybe then you are going to have a choice and much sooner <laughs> within life within this lifetime much sooner than whatever might come and uh, dismantle which i kind of doubt because they're gonna have to dismantle the entire system across universes with all the planets involved that's a huge system it's not just around earth right right so michaela asks if we believe in a loving god source divine creator then what is the purpose of the trap prison planet school for lesser advanced souls or ultimate mastery test in empowerment and sovereignty with love well I don't, I don't know. First of all, all right. First of all, we go back to what we know or what we believe is God. Um, I just recently released the video on my YouTube channel about that. And for me, what I believe God is, is that fabric of reality. Just the omnipresence, the field, the field is, is, the ultimate uh, source of creation everything comes from the field everything is made of that including our bodies including our realities and everything exists within existence there's a question often asked like why is this allowed oh well, who is asking you know they're all everything exists within existence so there's a part of that and sure you can look at it as a part of the uh, evolution of the soul you can look at it as a part of um whatever words you 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 just said like the the process um working yourself out of the whole system of this dimension with love sure um the there's no being there that's sitting there projecting love if you enter that state you will experience the state of unconditional love what's called the christ consciousness you will know that it will become a part of you you will know that because that is what your soul is that is the state of being and what you do with it from that point and on is entirely up to you how you label it how you name it how you decide to believe <clears throat> that it affects or not affect your journey on earth that's entirely up to you mm, yeah thank you so there's a great question here. Um, if you're able to simplify the technique for quantum travel for the beginner, and if we can take that into some of the things you've got coming up that where people will have the opportunity to work with you directly. So if you have, yeah, a... I'm not going to teach the breath work right here in like five okay. minutes. All right. <laughs> because yeah. that's a little bit, that's a little bit uh, inappropriate. I would suggest, but I have three, um workshops coming up uh two workshops are a part of the bigger um events ascension sedona ascension retreat there i only have an hour and 15 minutes um and that's on on march 8th uh that is my workshop sedona ascension retreat uh the next workshop is at, at the sedona yoga festival where i will go more, a little more into the traditional yogic practices that i'm not sure the date exactly but that's between um march 14th and 17th and then for the personal experience um myself and my co-pilot um of of our exit and reincarnation group to which you all are invited if you're not a part of it yet on facebook um viola rose we are uh, offering a mini retreat that is four hours long so i'm going to really have uh, a little extra time to go into the practices to go into the meditation technique to teach um, and to talk about these things, you'll have an opportunity to ask questions right there face to face. And also 
um, then uh, Viola is going to take us on a journey. Her gong really, really creates that cosmic sound. It's it's incredible. And I will guide the. I will do the energy work for you. A lot of people experience opening uh, into awareness during uh, that. That's kind of like a little upgrade there. And um, we will also guide the meditation um kind of carrying you back into source so that's a really rich offering and that's on may 26 and you can see that on my uh website isabellagreen.com under events um tab um and we'll have an early bird special right now until february 15th so Go ahead and sign up if you want to learn these practices and really have my presence there to answer the questions and teach and practice because teaching that in five minutes on on the internet call is is inappropriate. Right. Yeah. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, Jade is asking if you're going to come to Thailand. Yeah. You have a little well, invitation so. there. There's a demand. <laughs> yeah, I can I can come in in a non physical form to Thailand anytime. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not exactly sure about that. I've been invited to to podcast there though, and to, to book event and whatever. But yeah, I'm not traveling um, anytime soon. Quite frankly. Okay. Um, you know, we have a couple more minutes, and we have a ton of questions. So well, I'm just gonna. Think- keep firing here. So um, I think this is Patty. I'm curious as to how many handlers there are to deal with all the people that die each day. Well, infinite amount, infinite amount of energetic forms that are shape-shifting forms that can present themselves in any way that you need. It's if uh, I would say it's an energy it's an energy an energy cannot be counted it's an energy that can uh, focus itself into the presentation that you need to see so i don't see that there is like an army maybe there is an army of these beings there definitely um it's i see it as an energy that presents itself um in the way that you need to see it so it's not countable okay and I think you've kind of touched on this, but I, I this is interesting um, why we would come into a reincarnate reincarnation system just to escape it instead of destroying it. So from like a much bigger perspective, if we assume, you know, that we have from a soul perspective, some say in the experience, which must no include... we don't no, we don't we don't i i hate to interrupt you but mm-hmm. i we only have three minutes so i want to take a couple couple more questions so we are not aware of any any other choice we're not once you enter the system that's it you're not aware of any other choice you're not presented with any other idea on earth as a matter of fact, a lot of scriptures teach you that that's the way to go. That's the way to go. We're paying off karma nonstop here, incarnation after incarnation. New age, everything is teaching you that this is for your own good, and this is for your learning, and this is for blah, blah, blah. You know, so we really have no awareness once we, and we get wiped after every incarnation. So there is really no other choice, and there is really no other awareness. All right, two minutes. One more question. Okay. Um, is there a way to avoid being annoyed, bothered by entities while asleep? Basically talking about nightmares. How is that related? Let's skip that. This is not related to this question. Okay. To our subject. Um, let's see. Catherine's asking, she asked about the breath work. We talked about that. Hi, she Deborah. said one of her sons has passed away. He was 39. She's always been aware that she'll see him again, but she'd go straight to the void. Will she miss that experience when she passes out of her body? He's not there. How long ago did he pass? She. Let's see. All right. It doesn't matter. So okay. within about three years, that that being is already incarnated into somewhere else. So whatever you're going to experience is not him. You're going to experience a handler waving to you, saying, pretending to be your son. That's that is what, as far as I get it. All right. Um, so he's already incarnated elsewhere. 
if he passed more than three years ago. Um, if you go straight into the void, you will avoid the entire system. If you go into the reincarnation cycle just because you want to see your son, chances are you're not seeing your son, one. And number two is you're locked into the next incarnation again. And they're going to probably promise you that you're going to, oh, go back to Earth because you're going to uh, have an opportunity to have your son in your life again. Ah, big carrot right there. So you 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 just say, okay, I'm going. And there you are. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining. Thank you so much, Isabella. If you have not gotten her book, it is fascinating. It, it reads very quickly. I read it on a flight, my flight back from Sedona. And um, and I'll be there, too, in uh, the Sedona Ascension Retreat. Um, so I can't wait to see you again. And those of you who are going to be there, um, come and say hello. Can't wait to meet everybody. And uh, thank you so much. Anything before we go, Isabella? Well, I really wish that I I had a chance to answer everyone's questions. It seems that these uh, conversations just fly by so fast. Maybe, Kara, we can do this again. I and love it. just do the Q and A yeah. uh, with with other people. But I hope that I covered um, the bigger picture for everyone. So yes. thank we you very do. much for joining. Thank yeah, you very much we... for joining. Thank you for following. And if you if you want, if you'd like to join our group, Existing Reincarnation, that's a Facebook group. I created it just so that we can have a private space to have our conversations um about this subject so go ahead and i'll i'll see you there and i'll see you next time thank you wonderful Kara. thank Take you care. so much many blessings everybody bye bye